0: This is a podcast from Minute Media.
1: Hashtag no music, no intro. Feels like it's getting closer to football season because it is getting closer to football season. Um, another episode of hashtag Sort to podcast for you, for y'all. Um, I'm excited about this episode. We talked about it a little bit on the last episode. Please, if you haven't gone and listened to the full. Re, or recaps, reviews, previews, whatever you want to call it for the AFC and the NFC, please listen to those. Um They were good and also time consuming, Uh mm. but good work on our part if I, if I want to give ourselves some credit. But this episode, we're going to really focus on training camp officially starts next Wednesday. The... Um, the rookie's already reported, and as football season gets closer, it's now like, what are our five most burning questions? So each of us, Ryan and myself, came up with five burning questions that we're going to ask out loud and like, like just sizzling questions that we have that we're going to discuss before training camp starts next Wednesday. But before we get into that, um, I did want to make a few announcements. First one is both of the fantasy football hashtag say sort of podcast fantasy football leagues are full. Um, so excluding ourselves, uh, we were able to get 21 people. So we're doing two leagues, 12 people in each league. Um, Ryan was relieved to find out that he didn't have to be in the second one. Instead, we got (laughs) another, another listener, uh, was able to take his, take his spot. So, Shout out to uh, our dude Frederick um, in the Discord and on Twitter, who was able to get that 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 the last spot in the fantasy football league, our last one. Um, let's before we get into our our segment and the topic of our show of the five most burning questions. Let's recap some news NFL wise. Let's recap some news Saints wise. So let's I want to start with just the NFL before we go heavy Saints. Kyler Murray got a contract extension.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Man, it, it's it's crazy how money can heal some wounds, bruh. Mm. Cause I remember a couple of months ago, like March, April, bro, I was like, they they gonna get rid of Kyler, bro? Like it, it was looking ominous. He, I
2: mean, was taking was, a, he was taking pictures off the IG. Every cleaning out his social media with Cardinals related content, agent was putting shit out. It just agent it was, was just agent <laughs> was putting up bylaws and shit, man. Like, <laughs> like Martin Luther, man. Like put that shit up on the on the door. Like that's crazy.
1: And yet he signs a five year extension worth total of two hundred in 30.5 million dollars and 160 million of that is guaranteed so he didn't get the the nasty guy the, the Sean Watson fully guaranteed contract which I think is interesting in it this, is the sense of is that contract gonna be an outlier or and I and I don't know if Kyler is was the guy to try to get it right but the next guys that would have the elk to try to get it. You have your Justin Herberts coming up. You have your Joe Burrow. Do-Burl, yeah. Like if, like if they
2: push the issue, like I
1: don't know, man, shit think Cincinnati can get a little dicey real quick. You know that little. Pop, hard, pop I shot.
2: mean, those those two teams in particular because they're known, their owners and management are known for you know being a little tight-fisted. The Chargers and the Bengals. Yes, you know, like. It's, those are gonna be interesting. I think Herbert'll be a little easier. Um, but Burrow, man, Mike, man, I don't know, bro. Like that's that's gonna be interesting, bro. I I it can't is. wait to see that. It is. It's gonna be
1: super interesting interesting to see how it works out. But what were your, your thoughts when you saw this this Kyler deal? Because pretty much everybody, Kyler Murray, Cliff Kingsbury, um, um if you're in a the little, the little alcoholic GM. Oh man. Oh, uh, uh,
2: Client, Steve, Steve. On,
1: they're, they're all tied in and locked locked in together for the next like four or five years. Like Kingsbury got like a six or seven year contract. That was
2: crazy. Like, that right? was crazy to me. That's crazy to me.
1: I, I'm putting it up right now. It was, but it was like a long t- I was like, y'all bringing him back for how? So they are tied to Arizona, to the Cardinals, until 2027. That's five years from now. Now, maybe, you know, extensions mean nothing in the grand scheme of things. Like, they could be gone in two years. But essentially, this trio are all tied together potentially until for the next five years.
2: Yeah, and, you know, it's interesting, man, because they haven't really drafted really well. No, um, I feel like the coaching is like, you know, with all the shit they talk about Kingsbury, I just, I'm, I'm not really seeing it, you know what I'm saying? Like, and maybe I'm wrong, like maybe, um maybe it's more of a personnel thing, but I'm just not seeing, you know, what he really brings to the table. But, you know, I mean, I guess the stability is worth something and they can all just figure it out together, bro. like, and I wasn't surprised when I saw the news. Like, I didn't react at all because I knew I, I knew it was going to happen. Once I saw that Kingsbury and, and got extended and stuff like that, I was like, you know, all they got to do is find the right number. And he's getting, what, 160 guaranteed? Like, yeah. that would be crazy. That would have been crazy just two years ago. Yes. But now, <laughs> now with the show Watson deal, it's like, oh, shit, you know, maybe he left something on the table. <laughs> What's crazy is think about like 2012, only 10 years ago. Drew Brees signed a 100 million dollar deal, twenty like 20 million a year. And like I remember Adam Sheen and people like that. Like, oh Oh, my god, I remember, bro. Yeah, this is greedy. He's so greedy. (laughs) $20 dollars, 20 million a year, bro. Like backups getting that now.
1: It's wild. It's absolutely wild. It's it's. Interesting, you brought up the part, the point on on Kingsbury because I I agree with you. Obviously, I don't, I, I I don't even have bias in me because he played at Texas Tech and he was a yeah. head coach at Texas Tech. But what I said on Twitter, um, to like a, a thread because someone w- was shitting on him as a as a coach, which is completely deserved. But I I said it's crazy because he probably has the best eye for quarterback talent maybe in yeah. the NFL. Anything yeah. else is any and like to me that's such a that's a like man, if and I was a team, if I was that's a team, worth the lax. That's worth the lax. If I was a team and he didn't work out a head coach, I'm employing you just to like do like you go you'll do all the cut-ups of the draft prospects coming out. Mm-hmm. Because he has that eye. So like, the, the three that he's hit on during his career in the NFL or at Texas Tech. Patrick Mahomes, got Patrick Mahomes. He got Baker Mayfield. Say so what you want about Baker Mayfield. He, he ended up being the number one pick in the draft. So at some point, he, he was talented enough to go number one overall in the NFL. And then Colin Murray, in, in, a, in an offseason where they had just drafted or just drafted Josh Rosen 10th overall the year before, he came in and said, "Nah, that, that, that ain't going to do it. <laughs> like, <laughs> he put, that ain't a, job the he
2: put the, a job on, on his the line. on the line
1: if they have the number one overall pick and they draft your quarterback and they, they zig where most teams would have probably doubled down and tried to make it work with Josh Rosen. I'm not trying to excuse him being a bad head coach, but I do think like for him to be so right about getting being right about quarterbacks, like that's a crazy talent to have.
2: Oh, it's, it's, it's look like it's worth a lot, man. Like, I don't know how much it's worth, but, like, if you can figure out the quarterback thing, that is worth a lot. Like, that's worth the salary on its own. Like you said, man, got like I pay him just to do that. Right? So, um, <laughs> that's it, bro. <laughs> that's it. And, you know, it's not like he's a bad head coach or a bad offensive um, head coach, but he's, it's just, you know, he, you can just tell he's green, had been in the NFL. You know, he just – he hasn't developed a, a coaching staff, like – those things just take time, man. So, you know, on the one level, it is kind of good that they extended him, so it just gives him the time, which is something, you know, a lot of people don't get these days in the NFL. It's time to just mature and get better. And the same goes for Colin Murray, man. Like, I feel like people were writing him off too quickly this offseason. Just like, he just trash. I'm like, damn, like, like, I know the dude like, you know, there's some things, some things that are questionable that we heard about and you know he hadn't been perfect but like the dude they trash but like no, he throws he some of the he got some beautiful throws he's athletic he's one of the best runner running quarterbacks in the NFL um like there's a lot there there's a lot there that you could work with you know does he deserve what he got I don't care about that um like there's a lot there that you could work with and, and the, you know and a lot of teams point, would a lot of teams would give up number one overall like first round picks Easy, to get Kyler Murray. Because you know the question I mean? is, if 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 it's not Kyler, then who?
1: Then who? Then who, bro? <laughs> like, no, man. Um, but I still think that this season they they may have a shit year, man. Because that roster we talked about on uh, our NFC, it, it just feels gross. Anyway, I don't. I want to talk about the Cardinals anymore. I just wanted to hit on that news. Too much Cardinals. Let's let's talk about the Saints, bro. <laughs> so, man. It may mean it may mean nothing. May mean nothing, Ryan. Not 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 a single thing. But today it gets reported. Four training camp starts. Marcus Davenport, Michael Thomas on PDP, bro. Yep. Part and part of me is like the, the reasonable fan. And part of me is like it makes sense. Like especially for Michael Thomas, it makes sense. Um they're on PUP. They could they can come off at any time during training camp. Anytime can come off and begin resume practicing, what have you. Um but there's another part of me is like for real <laughs> like like for real? <laughs> um and I know you and I know you tweeted about it. Um but like what what were your your feelings on on this being announced I know Saints Twitter kind of blew up and there's a lot of like angst on the timeline I guess you could say or your feel what were your feelings about it win
2: I mean I mean I would have been shocked if he if my timers wasn't on puP i would have been shocked because it's just he's just not ready yet man he's not ready and thing is with poP like puP if you if you don't start him on puP you can't put him back on correct you know what I'm saying so even just from a precaution standpoint, you've got to start him off there, you know, especially Mike Thomas. And I just expected him to be there because, I mean, just the most recent video we saw him running routes cutting, you could tell he's progressing, but he still isn't where he probably wants to be. So it just, I mean, I don't know. It just made sense to me. Like, I, I assume he's going to start on the PEP. Um, when he'll come off, like, we'll see, bro. Like, I i am not about to predict anything. I've been holding the same line for two years now. Like when I see Mike Thomas, that's when I start really assuming maybe he could he could play. But right now I'm just not assuming anything, bro. I don't I don't know if he's gonna play week one. I don't know if he's gonna play week eight. I don't does know. He, I ain't seen him. Does he
1: play week one? Well you kind of said it. I was about to ask you, like, does he play week one?
2: I refuse to predict it. I can't. Like, it's an information problem. I don't even have the information to work with. Like, from the cuts I saw him making, I think he's progressive. He has no setbacks. I think he could get to the point where he's playing week one. You know, he would not play in the preseason. I think he'd be on the PUP for, you know, a week or two, at least. It's going to take time, bro.
1: It is, man. It is. And it's just one of those things where it's like it's, I'm like you, man. I, I I I'll believe
2: it when I see it. Right. But I will say this though, bro. Like like one like I I've I, I've noticed like some national media kind of talks about Mike Towns like he kind of a knucklehead, like he doesn't want to play. Yes. Like they just don't like you don't know what you're talking about. Like your time is crazy, bro. Like Mike, time is is like every single tweet that's being tweeted about him. He is keeping a legend of all that shit. Like that shit, he is so pent up. Like I know he is just pent up and frustrated, and he is harnessing all that negative energy into getting back. You know, so you know. I hope, hopefully, his body reacts how his mind is. Mm-hmm. And it just all comes together because that's that's the only difference. It's like he could walk all he want, but it's all about the body and how the body reacts. And hopefully, it just all comes together because he's still, you know, youngish. He still he should heal he should heal properly. Hopefully, the doctors did a good job on. But man, if he does come back, bro, and he's healthy, bro. Like that dude, I I, I swear, his first game, man, he is gonna be a terror.
1: It's good. like if he can come back healthy and or anywhere close to his familiar self, man. You gonna be like the Bride and Kill Bill, bro. He gonna have that list. Man. Just
2: list, man. man. He's <laughs> <Tell laughs> just go like he gonna he gonna tweet probably all night. If he if he have like a great game when he first come back, man. He tweeting all night, bro. <laughs> <clears throat> all night. Um.
1: Can can we keep? Can Marcus Davenport keep his name? I don't know,
2: man. I don't know. Shake his. ground right now, bro. I'm ground, man. I know he lost his finger. You know, that's crazy. Like, it's crazy, bro. I just want I just want him to be all right, man. It's just like Jesus, bro. And, and let me say this. I, and
1: I want, it, I want it to be – I just want to say – Obviously, we talk about this. We understand. We understand that athletes are, are people, so we're not trying to make any type of light of the situation or anything like that. God damn, man! Like, <laughs> uh, and, and Eric on Twitter. Shout out to our dude who that who, who that homo. Pretty much like, uh, and I don't. I didn't like fact check it, but it sounded right. <laughs> um. But he said that since he's been drafted, he's missed more games than he's played in. Which it, uh, sounds God. right. <laughs> it sounds accurate, bro. <laughs> it's, it's it sounds accurate. Um, I guess the good news is that at least Peyton Turner didn't end up on pup. Yeah, <laughs> that was.
2: I was. I was, was kind of surprised by that. I was, I was like, wow. too. I was too. So. Um. But, when you saw when you saw,
1: Mark was on put on the like what was going on take him
2: on? I just shake my head, man. It's like, is it just the finger? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he should be off PUP soon, but like if if it's just the finger, but if it's like some back issues and all that, man, it's just like, come on, man. We need we like you need we need it. Like the, defense, it, the defense is going to be what it's, you know, expected to be. Davenport is a key contributor. So it's just frustrating, you know, with what they gave up to get him. And the fact that he does have all this pent-up potential and ability, is just like, man, just figure out this availability problem. Figure that out. It's oh. I don't know what it is. I
1: I, I don't know what it is. Um, someone brought this up I think it was Jeff Novak on Twitter or whatever who said that uh, a name that was not on PUP we already talked about Peyton Turner a bit Taysom Hill I found very interesting I completely missed it I was like oh you're right yeah
2: he's not that's crazy that's crazy I talked about, I me. Mean, I was on the uh Twitter spaces with um uh, with Ralph last night and I talked about that. I was like, man, like that dude, we might not see him for a while. In fact, he's not on PUP. Like, I me, mean, he's good. Like he's clear. Good to go. That's
1: that's wild, man. Like, and I'm pretty sure like they'll take it easy and camp. Yeah. champions. out. No, but the fact that he's just not even on PUP is is a very encouraging optimistic sign and I feel like I don't want to make I don't want to like downgrade or not just give the emphasis of how big it is that jameson is not on pvp yeah that's another one that kind of
2: flew under, flew under the
1: radar it's like right because it feel like people has been expecting it
2: right I was expecting him to be on PUP because I mean come on he's coming off ACL and and I know he he hadn't been wearing the brace much and this and that, but still, just like from a precautionary standpoint, but like he full go pretty much. Yeah, like that's crazy. Um, I
1: mean it's a pretty small list, thankfully, um, and hopefully, once training camp gets underway, um, at some point both that Davenport and Michael Thomas can come off PVP. I don't even want to go through, like, the, the PUP rules, but I feel like we should um, in terms of just for our listeners because the, the rules can, can be confusing. So once a player goes on PUP or, or added to the PUP list, they can which stands for physically unable to practice, or, yeah, I think it's practice, maybe it's play. Um, it means that they, they can go on it, but at any time they can they can come off. They can come off of it anytime from when they're put on it and they can only be done at the start, the start of the season. It gets a little tricky though. Once the season starts because well, one thing is when they're on the pup list, they don't count towards um, 53. the 53 man roster, which is big. Um, and then they you get up to it's like a certain week. I'm trying to I'm trying to look it up. It's like week six yeah. um or week seven, and then by that time if 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 they if you don't if the team doesn't take them off the up list, they miss the entire season um so I mean, it's training camp, right? So it's in actuality, it's probably not like a huge, huge idea or a huge deal that oh sorry physically unable to perform um that marcus Davenport and michael thomas are on the pup list but if as training camp goes on and you know more practices pass and they still are, are still not on the pup list then that's when it gets it gets tricky okay so it says players on the pup list may not practice or play the first first six weeks of the season after the sixth week, the player must be allowed to return to practice, placed on IR, or released within five weeks. Yeah. Um, if they return to practice, the team has three weeks to decide to place them on IR or they can resume the play. I I have a feeling that both will at some point, um, both at some point will become off the pup list. Yeah, prior to the prior to training camp being done, IR.
2: right. I'm talking uh, to Mike Thomas. Um, by the third preseason game. I don't, he's not going to play in it, but I think either by that game or after that game, he'll be off the PDP. And he'll be able to just take part in normal practice and kind of build himself into getting in the groove of Jameis. Yeah, cutting cut
1: the little close, bro. Yeah, man.
2: <laughs> but you know what? I would rather than play it safe than sorry. Like, yes, I ab- 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 Absolutely. I would rather just, like, Mike just feeling great, you yes. know, rather than coming off feeling like, ah, I don't know about this ankle. Like, I want him to feel just great about the ankle and just ready to go. Like, let's go. Let's work. And, and confident in it. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. Uh, I let's do, see, man. I do – Wait, so I know I'm going to be on vacation. I know I'm going to be on vacation next week, bro, but, you know, mm-hmm. I have to at least – they get two, three practices in, bro. I wanna, I just wanna just chop it up real quick while I'm having a little, little break. Um, and I might be, I might record having like a lava flow or, or a matzah, bro. But I wanna just, you know, tra- training camp's picking up, bro. Football's around the corner, so we're gonna, we'll, we'll figure that out. But let's get into our exercise. So we're gonna, Ryan and I each have five questions that we've come up with. We'll, I'll say one. Ryan will say one. Um, and when we say one, we're going to just discuss it in depth and I'll start and I'll start with this. I know that there's been this, this buzz on social media, you know, Will Lutz working out with Jameis, Will Lutz is back, which is great. You could say that you not, you could say that it is a fact that if the Saints had a decent, healthy kicker. Majority of last season they win an extra one to two games. That's facts. Just facts. But I guess my question is which Will Lutz are the Saints gonna get this season? Mm. Are they gonna get the kicker that became was so good and so clutch, et cetera, et cetera, that it led him being a contract extension? Um and I or is it gonna be the kicker that Prior to him going out, was some inconsistencies, he was missing some gimmies. Now, I do what's kind of been out there was the injury that he had that made him miss all of last year was a reason why he was kicking so poorly um towards the end of two seasons ago. But kickers are just different. Psychologically, yes. it's different. Like physically, kickers can be fine. But if they have the yips, psychologically, we, got, we might have to get uh, Dr. Lindsey Mitchell in here to talk about that. But it's a completely different breed than I would say any position in any professional sports and just the, the psychological toll. Because once you're done as a kicker, you like you don't bounce back. So my burning question is that w- which will Lutz will the Saints see this season? Because I think he. Yeah is a very important piece of the Ooh. team that's kind of going on the radar because everyone just assumes, cool, Will Lutz is back, boom, automatic. I, I got to see. I, we need to see
2: it first. I agree, bro. Like We need to see it. And, you know, things take took took a turn fast, man. Look at Gary Harley. Man. Remember, you know, he had that great playoff run in in 2009, got hurt early in training camp 2010. Uh, went on IR and he was done, bro. Like, <laughs> his career was a wrap after that. Like, and he was young too. So it just, you just never know. Uh, we'll see. Like, we'll see, man. Like, I hope he bounces back. If he could just be a consistent, you know, a consistent force, man, doesn't have to be a weapon, but man, just hit those 40 and under consistently, hit those extra points. Bro, extra points wasn't a gimme last year for us, no, bruh. Nothing, bro. Like
1: nothing that, bruh. Nothing, bruh.
2: Extra points was like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, man, just give me that. Give me that, man. If you can't, hit the 50s and the 52s and the 50, 57s, okay. You know, it sucks, but I can stomach it. But, man, give me the 40s and under, bro. That's all I ask. That's it. That's it, man. Um So I mean, it'll be interesting to see how things look in training
1: camp in preseason. Like that's something I'm, um, gonna I'm interested in in preseason. Like I have my eye out for it if he's cook if he's kicking in preseason, which I'm I'm assuming he should be. I want to see like these bitches clean, pulling them like anyway. So that that's my first
2: uh burning question. Um, what what what's yours? Uh My first one is. Pete Carmichael, hmm. particularly, not just is he going to be good, but how is he as a game planner, you know, when we face top five defenses defenses that have, have like a star cornerback or, you know, star pass rusher, Aaron Donald, whatever, how is he at coordinating an offense? Because it's his job to pull in Doug Marone and pull in – the wide receiver, new wide receiver coach, the guy, running back's coach, and coordinate that shit, man. Like, here's your job. You need to do this. You need to do that. You need to do that. I need to study this, study that, blah, blah, boom, 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 Like, put it all together. Be a leader and really bring together a good plan on game day. And teach it to the team, to the offense, so they can execute it. I just want to know, is he that guy? Can he do it? You know, Sean Payton? You know he was a master at that. I remember uh, Mike Westhoff, the uh, Saints' special teams coach, for a couple years. He was on the podcast talking about. He said, "I mean, he, he's a dude that's been in the NFL since the early '80s, like all my life." And he said Sean Payton was the best game plan, game day coach he's ever been around in his life. He said he'd never seen nothing like it. Like it was just everything he pointed out during the week happened on game day. That's why now. Uh, you can't expect, you know, Pete Carmack to have that, you know what I'm saying? But you've been around Sean Payton like 16 years, bro. Like, hopefully some of that rubbed off. Like, hopefully you picked up something, you know? So that's my burning question, man. Like, I want to know if, if Pete bought that, if he if he got that, if he he got that life, man. He bought that life, bro. He didn't want the job. <laughs> Damn, this man wanted to be on vacation. <laughs> Man, he wanted to work from home, bro. He wanted to work
1: from home. like <laughs> He was trying to tell it to me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Like and, and this is the thing where preseason sh- is not going to tell us anything. It's not going to tell no. us anything. Um, We're not going to get anything from it in preseason. Um, but yeah, I, I, that's it is one of the Biggest questions of the entire season. Easily. Easily. Um, my second burning question, sizzling, is I know I've talked about this a lot, so I feel like I'm beating a dead horse, shooting a dead horse with a shotgun. Don't come at me, PETA. But is 20... 20 draft class going to step up. Mm. Oh. <laughs> oh. Go if the 2020 draft class could just be average. I'm not asking for them to be good. I'm not asking for them to be great. If they could just be an Average, mediocre starter, right? And every all these Madden ratings are coming out because Madden twenty three is gonna come out soon. Whatever, same, same game, just updated ratings. And if like Cesar Reese could be like a Madden seventy player, like seventy overall, bro, like that was his Madden rating. But like, like whatever that meant in like real life, yeah, like. That would be great. Like, if, it if Adam Troutman could be, like, a 70-rated Madden player at tight end, I'd be okay. <laughs> Couldn't they just be average? Because if they could, the, the holes on the team at positions that they play, like, it becomes, like, okay, like, it's not the greatest, but, like, we could get by. So... I think I know the answer to it. You alluded to it, but, and I'm not trying to be like the type of person who's like, oh, we're going to, let's just, let's just double down and suck in fallacy costs. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just, my question is, can they raise their play to average? Because if they can, not by next offseason, one, probably two or three of those players from that draft class will no longer be on the team. Two, I've tweeted this. I truly believe it. If the, if their play doesn't even go to average, to me, it's easily the worst Saints draft class that they had in the Sean Payton era. It's not even close, bro. Like it's that bad. It's a mm-hmm. bad draft, number. I, I I get it, bro. I got. <laughs> I didn't did all. I have seen all the draft. I, I I do them every every draft season, bro. But. Red, 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 red—like <laughs> the red wet of of draft classes, right it's just it's bad. So that—that's my second burning question: is can they just go? Can they be average? Not good. Yeah, just average.
2: It's a good question, man. I don't—I don't see it, um, but it's possible, you know. It's possible, we'll you know. Ruiz, Ruiz can. You know, I think he has the athletic ability to be average. Um, Adam Chapman, maybe the light comes on, you know. And this dovetails into my second burning question. Will they let Zach Bone brush the passer? Yeah. We,
1: we, we didn't plan this, folks. We didn't plan this.
2: Just sometimes, man. Just, like, let him brush the passer. Sometimes <laughs> it's just eight sna- eight snaps a game. Eight snaps a game.
1: I wish you what you could see me right now? Bro. Like as soon as you said that, like I put by, my I crossed my arms and I just shook my head because I was just like, nope, nope, <laughs> No. Nope. But if not, then what? what? What is Zach Bond's role on the team? Uh Special teamer.
2: I mean, come on, man. Like, I mean, I mean. That's that's what it's shown to be, bro. Like, I mean, is, is he that great of a special teamer? It's like, no, no. <laughs> like, give me Smoke Monday or somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, it's like if that's the case, just cut the dude. Like, cut him, trade him for a 2025 seven round pick conditional, like something, man. It's like, like man, let him get 10, 8 to ten snaps a game rushing the pass. and just see. Maybe it's maybe trash. You know, but I, I I don't I don't think Zach Ball is trash. Like, I I just can't forget that Ravens preseason game. Can't forget it, bro. I can't forget it. That just told me he has something there. Like, There's yep. something there. Th- There's there to tools, something. bro. There's tools. There's tools to work with. It's on you, Dennis Allen and Ryan Nielsen and whoever the linebacker's coach is and whoever. It's on you to figure it out. And to unlock that and get some kind of value out of it. You're not going to get a starter. We okay, we get that. You're not gonna get a starter out today. But get somebody that can contribute, you know? Like, whether it's like a, you know, just like they got, you know, with Anthony Hargrove back in the day, or um uh, mm. uh uh who's my dude that annihilated Kurt Warner, um uh Bobby Bobby McCray. Oh, Bobby McCrae. Okay. Like, Bobby McCray, just something, just be that, you know what I'm saying? Just some kind of value that you could bring to the team. But don't let them just be like a special team that's just going to be cut at some point. Like, use some of that ability. You know, so that's my burning question.
1: Yeah. It's, a, it's a great one, man. And it's funny that, you know, we're saying this because one, I feel like this is like a Groundhog Day podcast, but one, like we neither of us love Zach Bond coming out at Wisconsin. Like, we saw like, okay, whatever. Like, he's fine. But didn't love him. To think that they saw him as like a first round, second round talent, man, is absolutely troubling. But the the good plays, the good stats we have seen, like like you said, that Ravens game, he was all over the field, bro. It was like Oh, these niggas done fucked up. Exactly. Yeah. Got the bonfire. Shout out to Joey, Joey for making up that nickname. And then that he had that one game, bro, and it was
2: that was it.
1: That was it. <laughs> it was it, bro. Um, that shit was put out in week two against Carolina against <laughs> Chris McCaffrey, bro. Ooh <laughs> Yeah, but you, I just it's again. It feel like. Defensively, it's like they're putting a, a square peg in a round hole. Like, yeah, this man does not play like he is not a coverage linebacker. He's not a downhill linebacker. This man was a pass rusher at Wisconsin. Like ninety percent of his snaps were rushing a passer. It's one of the things. Even though I didn't like love him as a prospect, I watched him. I was like, okay, like he can get out the yeah. passport, pass pretty decently. And as soon as he was drafted, oh, he's gonna be our our, our Mike linebacker. What?
2: <laughs> what? Like, right? Go watch fucking TJ Watt snaps in Wisconsin or something, and then just try to figure out how he translated to the Steelers. Like, figure out something, man. Like, come on now. Like that was that was his teammate. Yeah.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know if they played together. I think maybe they did, but like, if even whatever, they they worked out together. What? Figure it out, because like you said, if they can't figure it out, he he. He shouldn't just be taking up a roster spot. Is just how I feel about it. He shouldn't right. be. Um, great burning question. My third one, and I feel like people are like, "Damn, I'm really into special teams tonight." And I, I guess I oh. am. It's, it's more. This is more of a training camp one though, but Blake Gilligan had a great. Season last season, like I know, it wasn't oh, his yeah. rookie season, but he had a great season. Just came in and just I man, he he was one of the b- best players on the Saints last year. Like mm-hmm. that's not that is not hyperbole, people. He was that good. Um, and so I'm pretty sure his his job, he has great job security. There's this one punter that just if you just read reports from mini camp and, mm-hmm. and OTAs and bandits this Daniel Whalen kid, who's a rookie, and like his name just kept flashing, right? Just flash, flash, flash. So my question is, who's going to be the Saints punter? And I know people are like, ah, oh, it's going to be Blake Hellickson, and it probably will be. But I think it's a little under. And I, people might, and people might like these niggas really talking about punters. Yes, we are talking about punters. It's a Saints Twitter podcast. Punters are like crucial crucial members of the football teams bro like Uh, especially like with this defense like having a great punter and this defense is a weapon in of itself so my question is like I said who's going to be the Saints punter I think it's me going to be Blake Gilligan but if I was the Saints I would purposely show off Daniel Whalen. During training camp, and as long as they're confident that Blake Gilligan still got it, he still got that that shit he had last season. He's great, man. I know there's some teams out there might throw you a sit crown pick for a punter. Or, oh yeah, you know, and if he has great, you know, great preseason tape, and he's like pinning them bitches and coughing, cough kicking, and it's kick rolling out at the five and the ten. Like, if you a team like man, I give up. A, maybe I give up a bit for it because a guy a great punter is a weapon. It's a punter, oh, yeah. and so I know it seems like a silly question, but that's that's one of my questions: is what's going to happen at the punter position for the Saints in training camp?
2: Oh, man, I feel like you. That's one of the positions you really should have a true competition, and you know you have the you have the space for it because all they're doing is punting. Like, so I would have them doing them coughing kicks and pinning dudes back and all that shit. I'm having them do that all training camp going back-to-back back during the preseason. We know they're going to punt a lot in the preseason. So it's like, I want to see it. I want to see it all. It'll be a true competition to me, man. Yes. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, look, you're not investing a ton of money in a punter. You just want the best player. So, you know, I think Blake will probably win it. Um, but who knows, bro? You know, because this dude, like, who was Blake? You know what I'm saying? Before he got here, you know, but he came into camp. It was showing stuff. Saints had ties. The time is more so they kind of let him ride the pine a little bit. But that shit was written on a wall early. Like Blake was coming, and same thing can happen to him. So I just want to see it happen, man. I just want the best punting unit. Probably like if the more you could pin those guys back within the five, man, man. That that just it does so much for the defense. So much, man. So much.
1: What about you? what's What's your What's your next one? Well, kind of been on my mind, but
2: I might take some heat for this. Oh, oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's go. I want to know. I want to know where is the Alvin Camara from about two years ago? Oh man, and, I'm not saying he's felt fallen off. You know, he's you know, he's had a like, eight different quarterbacks. Um he's still like super gifted. We've seen it, we've seen it last year. Still like super gifted. But I just I want to see more of those Alvin Kamara games where it's just like he had one last year, you know, against like uh Seattle, or the year before that he had that one against uh, the Vikings. But it was it started feeling like it was just too few mm-hmm. of those type of games. I know last year he missed like five games so I'm not blaming it on anybody I'm not blaming it on him. I'm not blaming it. it's just I want I, I feel like he's the face of the franchise yes. he's the face of the offense. Yes. so I just want to see more of those alvin Kamara just games where he's just everybody watching, you know he's just the best player on the field because he is. Like he's he is, man. he is the best talent. He's the talent. he's just one of the most talented players you ever see, bro. So I just want it's I unreal. want to see that. It's unreal, man. And I just want to see that because it's exciting, man. It makes you love football. Watching him, you know, I, I keep saying retweets of the you know the plays. Yeah, like against uh Green Bay, The Packers, bro. The Packers, yeah. Like I I need that, man. Like I want some more of that, you know. And hopefully, you know, him and Jameis. Get you know uh, a little more chemistry together, get on the same page and stuff. Then hopefully we'll see that. But like, that's my burning question, man. Like, will we get that Alvin Kamara yeah. back? Will we get that? Because they try, you know, Sean tried to use him as like a bruiser last year, and you know, I mean, it was fine, but man, I don't like that. You know what I'm saying? I want him in the passing game. I want him in space. Uh I want him smiling and laughing and. You know, he just was, he was a dude, just a lunch pail dude last year, just about his work, getting it done. I want, I want the Camaritans just got the whole dome just rocking. So, uh,
1: you are 100% right in, in everything that you said. I think some of that may be tied to your question about what P Carmichael does. I think a coordinator. I think they go hand in hand because, like you said, last year, and we I remember you tweeted about it. We talked about it on the podcast when we were doing the recap shows, bro. Sean Payne was just calling this predictable. And I am not trying to denigrate Sean Payne as a as a as a head as a head coach or a play caller, right? He he's earned his stripes. And I get it. He had Jameis, and then he had different quarterbacks. No wide receivers. No wide receivers. I get it. But there are these play calls, bro, where it's like, oh, quarter running back dive to the left. Running back. Yeah. Maybe we're going to do a, a, a zone stretch play to the right. And it just came to the point where, like, defense is new. Like, it was just so predictable. Um But to your point, I know we've talked about this again, about Sean Payton head or, or play calling, and it also goes into your question about Pete Carmichael's uh play calling. What what happened to AK lined up at in the slot? What happened to him running like long wheel routes or him coming out the backfield of a matchup against a linebacker able to run a choice route and just shaking linebacker? Like there's not a linebacker in the NFL that can guard him one-on-one. There isn't. I'm sorry. that's not a homer. That's not being biased. Those are just facts. If he's in space, if he's running a choice route where he dictates where he goes on that route coming at the backfield, there's not a linebacker that can stop him. Where, where is that? Where is it? And so, probably it's probably it's. And so, to, I think to your question, we don't we don't see it. It's it seems like it's been a little of everything, right? It's been he's been injured and dinged up the last couple of years. It's been some bad play calling. Um spend some bad offensive line play kind of goes into my question yeah. about the 2020 draft class. Yeah. Quarterback and play. All that wide receiver, but I think it's a great question because if you if AK can become the AK of his first three seasons or his first two seasons in the league, bro, and you pair that with Jarvis Landry, Quiff Solave, Yante yeah. Hardy. What? That's that's yeah. that's what we need. Like as, as, that's what the Saints need. Um, and I know we're talking about him. We don't. We have no idea what's gonna what's gonna happen with this legal situation. No, no clue. But I, I agree. I agree with you wholeheartedly. That's that's a great question. I don't think you should get heat for it because it's it's a legitimate question. It, it really is. Um okay I, I like that we are doing this episode. It's really getting the the juices going um this is my this is my fourth one, yeah, this is my fourth one, so I got one left after this one and I don't so this was not a hot take or anything, and I know we kind of talked about it a little bit in the past before, but my question is, how much crow will we eat? On Alante Taylor, mm.
2: I don't. I'm just, I
1: don't just, know, man. just, 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 just the question I'm asking, bro. Like, I, I, I just get this feeling. I'm gonna get a lot, huh? I got a feeling ooh, that we might be going like it. It might be worse than Pete Warner, bro. Like, and I, we were we were down on Pete Warner, but I I just get this feeling that he may come into training camp and he may play so well in training camp where he it starts eating into the snaps of Bradley Roby, who like I kind of forgets even on the team sometimes. So I just yeah. be honest with you. Um. And he may play so well that he may start eating in the snaps of Paulson Adibo. Yeah. He was a, a third-round pick last year and played great as a rookie. Like yeah. I know we joked around, we call him don't bash me, bro. It's still it's still funny. That's and I, I love how a lot of people on Saints Twitter also call him that now. Um but do you like I I just want to put in the context for Alante Taylor, who was a second-round pick, who's a rookie, and I'm not saying this, this hasn't happened yet, but if it does happen, for him to come in and play so well that he can unseat a player who was drafted in the third round, who has already had NFL experience, played very well in spurts last season. Do you remember that last INT he made against Falcons? In the last? Yeah, season, man. Bro?
2: I'll never forget. And it was like, it was so great because we know what happened in the first Falcons matchup. And mm. Just the fact that he was he was ready. Man, what like, that, poetry that is! I, that was poetry, even... bro. That is the perfect word. It was poetry. I was just like, that's what I'm talking about. Like you know what I'm saying? Like that's what you want. Like if I was just, if I was like the assistant DB coach boy, I'd have been just on the ground, just like ah, that's what the fuck I'm talking about. Because like,
1: that just shows
2: so much growth,
1: right? Yeah, he gets beat on that play against Cordero Patterson. And that ends, pretty much ends the game. Like, that's how they lose yeah. again, that game to exactly. the Falcons. And yeah, that's a great point I hadn't have, I really ever thought about. Like, he, he him making that insane interception. So, all that said, for Elante Taylor to come in as a rookie, and he yeah. may be
2: on the same footing as Paulson the Debo, bro. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's, you know, and it's not a knock on the Paulson and Debo. It's just that. If, you know, Elanji Taylor has that, you know, has that skill set and that size, you know, like, it's like that bad thing in the room, man, that bad dime that walk in the room. It's like, you can't mm-hmm. deny it, boy. It's like that size oh, she got, she got. Oh, it's, it's, it's July. She got the summer dress on? It? She mm-hmm. got the, the summer
1: dress? <laughs>
2: okay. So it's just like, you know, it's just you got to give it to them. You know, you got to give it to them. You know, I hope he, if he does get it, you know, if he does, think about it. If he gets it, he's going to earn it. Like, it's not going to be given to him. Um, That's going to be the most have. intriguing, like, I, the most
1: fierce comp- competition at cornerback. Oh, yeah. And no question. Let's just, like, just take a step back to think how far we've come, bro. Mm. Like, we about to go, as, as fans, we're about to go into a training camp with the Saints. Where it's going to be, a Debo, Bradley Roby, Alante Taylor, battling for who for playing time and who's going to start, and like, whoever goes to the bench, right? If Austin Debo starts, you got Alante Taylor that maybe can come in, and you, you don't feel like bad about it, or right. like, or you can just by matchup of like, okay, we take like there's a bigger receiver, we want not hit, like bro, we it's insane, like we went from. It's insane. Brad Thomas, Jason David, oh Brandon Brown, like, I can list them all off. Corey Wright, like, I can list them all off. Oh, my God. It's it's crazy for them to be where they are now, how far they've, they've come, one, at the
2: defense, but
1: especially in the
2: secondary. I mean, just last season, last yeah, man. preseason, remember Sean Pate saying cornerback is a must like, it's a must position that we need to fill, because Jack Rabbit left, they never filled that position, you know, they didn't know what they had, and don't vex me, um, and they wind up trading for Bradley Bradley Robb, giving up third-round pick, because they just didn't know, you know what I'm saying? And uh, it's just crazy how things can turn, so hopefully it stays healthy, everybody stays healthy on that area, and, uh, you know, like, with Marshawn Lattimore, um, like, I, I haven't looked at it yet, but I'm pretty sure, like, the few games he's missed we've lost, like, he's that important to the defense. Yeah. So, if they can get some some more corners in there that's good, they're not going to be Marshawn Lattimore good, but if they're just good, it at least gives you the depth to where you can survive if, you know, Marshawn Lattimore got to miss a couple games with injury right. or whatever. You know what I'm
1: saying? Yeah. It's – as a Saints fan, you have to. Be, I mean, there that's one position that should put you at at peace of mind. Is, oh, is it's crazy. The that cornerback put us at peace of mind.
2: Cornerback? cornerback? Cornerback, bro. Cornerback. 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 I, was, I was ready to give Delvin Bro, you know, 16 the, million. The bag, him, bro. <laughs> get The bag, man. Like we just was thirsty, man. Thirsty, so thirsty. And it wasn't Uh, just us, it was Sean Page. Sean Payton was trying to fly, uh, what's his name, out on a private jet? Um, Josh Norman? Josh Norman. (laughs) (laughs) This man
1: wanted Josh Warman, Tremaine Johnson. Who's the
2: Patriots guy to do that intercepted? uh, uh, Malcolm Butler. Malcolm Butler. Like we traded, traded uh, um. Brandon Cooks had that first round pick. We was begging. New England for Malcolm Butler,
1: dang it, Wow, man, it's wow. And like, I remember that was like a hot debate on Twitter. It was like, yeah, I not, I wouldn't trade the first. So, I, I, I'll take <laughs> an L on that one. I was wrong. I, I, I was wrong. Um, because I was, I was for trading the first round pick for Malcolm Butler, bro. Thirsty, bro. Thirsty, <laughs> Thirsty. bro.
2: Like, you, you wrong, man. Like. The, the debate was like, damn, we gotta trade a first and Pam. Like, yeah, yes, you know what I'm saying. That was, that was it,
1: and it's like, and the, <laughs> it goes to the whole fetishizing about draft picks because people who fetishize about draft picks when 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 the draft pick is right when <laughs> you hit on it, mm. then that pick was Ryan Check. Like, mm. so you know what I'm saying. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what's what's
2: your your number four? Uh, well, you took a little of my thunder because my, my number four was going to be Can a latte Taylor unseat? Don't vex me, bro. Oh, <laughs> was that it? Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I come up with something else. Yeah, yeah, you got burning gotta go. question. This is the burning question of 2022, bro. Yeah, man. Can Doug Marone fix Caesar Ruiz? Can he fix him, man? Can he make him just an average player, <laughs> just average, an average guard? You, you know how I know
1: that this this question, like you, you're very like animated about this question, Brian. I hear the church speaking over
2: there, man. You move you like, <laughs> okay. like beating the table. Like, <laughs> like, give me a 77 pff grade out of Caesar Reed. Fix you know this, like, nigga.
1: please, Lord, put your hands so,
2: on him. Just be there, be the speed bump. Like,
1: <laughs> can he do it? We're gonna see, man. I- I'll say this, all jokes aside, all jokes aside, this training camp preseason is the is the biggest training camp preseason of Caesar Cre- Reese's professional career. At, at least up to this point. Yeah. Because I am not gonna say this with like a lot a lot of confidence, but I do have some confidence in it that that guard spot at right guard, there's not a competition for it. There's mm-hmm. not going to be a competition for it. I don't, uh, you, you can take that what you will. I don't think you're going to see Throckmorton in there. I don't think you're going to see the landing. Young in there. I think for all intents and purposes, it's going to be Ruiz's position, and they just they just praying that he gets better, right? But this is kind of like a bonus burning question that I have, like a follow-up to the question that you just asked. So it's not my fifth, but it's like a bonus question is that if he can't be an average NFL guard starter, what have you, will the head coaching staff have the balls or just the, the courage to do the right thing and just say, we, we, we gotta just take an L. Like mm-hmm. we just gotta, we just gotta bench him. Cause Up to this point, bro, like I haven't, I haven't seen it. Like they, I and maybe it was Sean Payton, and he felt tied to him because that was like one of his draft picks. But like, will Dennis Allen just be like, man, this man is like causing our offense to just be in the mud? And that's why I think this, this, the preseason for him is going to be important. Because if they wind up in preseason, man, if he's still just getting blown by, like we've seen numerous times before, if he out here trying to pull and like nigga on a slip and slide and just whoop, whoop,
2: whoop, whoop, right? Like looking like a three stooge, bro. And look, man, I hope I hope Dennis Allen is about that life, bro, because, I mean, he's done it. Like when he took over after Rob Ryan uh, left and he came back 2016 as the D.C., First thing he did was move Stefan Nathan as strong side linebacker, which meant he was done. Like he just basically ended Stefan Anthony's career because who the hell plays Sam linebacker anymore? You know what I'm saying? So right. And we all saw that. Like we was like, oh, he's Stefan Anthony, Sam. like, man, it's like eight snaps a game. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> so, you know, like, and that that was huge, bro. Like for him to come there and And it was Stephon Anthony's second year, and he had, like, statistically a decent year prior to that as a rookie. For him to say, nah, this dude, he's not going to start on my defense. Like, that took some, you know, it took some gumption, some nuts. So, you know, hopefully he still has that in him and he has the eye on offense to look and be like, look, man, (laughs) it ain't going to work. Like, it's not working um so hopefully that's the case bro like i just wanted to work i don't care if it if it is Reeves and he develops i don't care if it's not a Reeves or somebody else i don't care but we can't have what we had last year bro last can't can't do it i can't
1: can't do it like maybe we can because it's good content
2: <laughs> we yeah <can>. that's true <laughs> <laughs> but you got Pete. Like we already got worried about Pete and Pete coming off injury, bro. That's another low key thing. Is like what, Pete, what? he didn't. He went on, went on but PUP though. Thankfully, went no PUP. But it's like, man, Pete. I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Reeves took some heat off Pete, but we—he no, took a lot of fucking heat. Fucking
1: <laughs> <rock>. <laughs> like that's how bad it's been. Like to the point where like we are just outraged. Like just outrage. <laughs> It'd be like, oh man This, <laughs> But this nigga right here? No, yeah. we'll fight we'll bite this nigga. Um all right, let me like this is my fifth one, so this is my, my last one. Oh God, oh man, I wanna make I wanna make it good. I wanna make it good. Oh. God. Kind of have two I want to go with, but I'm gonna go on one because we said we said five. So my question is, how? And this is a little, it's a kind of complex question, I guess. But how well does Tyron and Marcus may need to play to? make up for Marcus Williams not being on the team?
2: Yeah. It's a good question, man. Like, he got to play really well. And I talked about this on the Spaces last night. Like, Saints fans need to prepare themselves for, like, a, some busts and some, you know, uneven play early in the season by the defense, especially in the secondary because you losing Marcus Williams, who's been there since 2017, and Malcolm Jenkins, who you know is just a smart veteran who's been seen it all, done it all, you know. And you know Ty Ryan, he's a veteran too that's been seen it all, done it all, but he's in a new offense. I mean, new defense. And you know Marcus May in a new defense, and he's gonna miss the first couple games. So it's like. You know, it's gonna be tough, bro. It's gonna be tough. It is, man.
1: It is. Um and I'm not saying it's obvious, I'm not saying it's impossible or anything like that, but I do think I just do think Saints fans maybe just underappreciated how good Marcus was and how and I agree and what he did. At his position to make up for a lot of plays that you 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 didn't see. Um but I just think it's an interesting question, man. I really do. And I and another little question I would have is that when Marcus May isn't like when he's not being able to play, because maybe he's serving like a one game, two game suspension, whatever it is, um, is like who's who's taking those snaps? I would assume yes. it's PJ. I would assume it's PJ, but you know, just you know, Evans. Uh, I see Daniel Sorensen out there, bro. We 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 meet. Dennis gonna have to meet me on
2: airline. <laughs> one, <laughs> week one, bro, man, air. I don't. I don't think one. I don't think Tyron Matthew allowed that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. All right, what's your well, let's let's. What's your, your last one to
2: wrap it up? Next one kind of late, man. Like, what's the next Saints theme song? Like, a couple years ago, we had, what, Chopper Style? mm Chop, cha, chop, 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 chopper style. Years before, like, I mean, for the longest, they kept that. Uh, stand Up and Get Crunk? Stand Up Get Crunk. Like, come on now. Like, that's too old. I feel like we need a new, you know, a new song, especially if the Saints get rolling, bro. Like, come on, man. it's going to be a fun team. Like, this would be a great time to have, like, a fire-ass, you know, just theme song, you know, yeah. for them to act a fool in the in in locker room after the game or whatever. So what's that song going to be? I have no idea. I am completely out of touch with music today.
1: Bro, we, not, we, don't even, we don't even throw no –
2: Know songs out there because we're gonna gonna sound old as fuck, so old as hell, bro. Like, I don't know. And look, it doesn't have to be a new song. Look, Chopper Style was you know came out like early 2000s, like 2001, 2000, 2000. 2000. Matter of fact, Chopper himself performed Chopper Style at our party I had when I was in college at Nicholas State, November 2000. (laughs) And we, you know, he was these rappers. My one of the dudes that was in our little crew, he knew Chopper and, and Hot Boy Rhymer and all them. He's like, "Yeah, that's my people, man. We are gonna bring them. And they can perform at our party." And he brought them. I didn't even know what it was. And I remember Chopper performing Chopper style, or like it was. It wasn't the one that came out, but it was like a similar version. Gotcha. I was like, "Oh man, and they had the fucking man, but we was rocking in there, bro. Like that, that party is legendary." But anyway. It's just, you know, it doesn't have to be a new song, you know? It could be some old Cash Money shit, some No Limit shit. just got to be some down South New Orleans shit, you know what I'm saying? So I just hope that y'all Saints fans out there listening, like, inspire whatever song that is. But it got to be real. It got to be natural. The players got to like it. You know, it just got to be organic, you know what I'm saying? You can't force it. You can't vote on it and decide what song it's going to be. No. It has to come naturally to the team, and I just want to see that.
1: No man, that's that's a good one. That's a real good one. I don't and I don't know what that song might be either. But I think you said a good thing. I think you said an important thing about it is that like they gotta like be winning and like be rolling, bro. Yes, yeah.
2: that's what. Because if they winning and rolling, it's gonna come. Like it's gonna come next. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, but if
1: they they not doing so well, bro, no one no no one will
2: be taking out. I don't remember the game. I don't know if it was the Philly game or the Rams game, 2018, and somebody posted the, a little clip from it on Twitter. It was just like the, the home was rocking. Fucking, uh, it was uh, the Mike, it was it was the Philly game. The Philly game, the Rams. time right. uh, Thomas on the sidelines just. Doing it, doing the get your roll on things. That was that was the hype. bro. That, that Melvin Camaro was just smiling. Ager, Mark Ingram, was just dancing. It was just like, that was this is it. Like this is what it's all about, baby. You know, that was the peak, bro. That was the peak. It's
1: Been, been some some gloomy shit ever, ever since, man. <laughs> um, but that <laughs> said, that's all. That's it's not all our questions, but those were our our. 10 and a half burning questions that we have for the 2022 Saints before training camp gets underway. Um it's funny cuz doing that makes makes me like I, I feel like every every day I feel like okay, football's getting closer and like that. That fire is coming back Want to talk about it more one, you know, one in the season to be here. And I I'll, I'll say this as a Saints fan, as a football fan, I don't think and it has nothing to do with that uh, actual construction of the Saints team, although it helps. But I, I don't think I've been more excited for a season because of the the small niche little community that we've cultivated and, and built um, on our Discord, the things that we have in store for mm-hmm uh the upcoming season having the zoom chats and the the live the live watches of of games and just having you know maybe 10 plus people in the zoom all watching the Saints game and just having that live reaction of of joy or just like this motherfucker like you know just I that part of it and that anticipation of it honestly makes me more excited than anything I've probably been in a while for for something football related. So so if you're listening, if you're part of your Patreon, thank you so much. Um, if you're not a Patreon, we still appreciate your support. We appreciate you listening. We really do. Um, but if you truly want to experience all the things we have in store this upcoming season, our, our Zoom live stream that's going to be put on YouTube, um, our VIP get-together before the Raiders games, um, we're raffling off a ticket, we're raffling off a ticket for that Raider game. We're awful, also raffling off two tickets for the a Rams game. Just excited, man. Like we're doing so, we're trying to do so much for, with our podcast. Um, and that what has me very excited. That paired with and we got Chris Olave and Jarvis Landry and Hunted oh. on the team, bro. Like that's that's just a fun. It's a fun. It's a fun time. To, I mean, to be a Things fan, um, still, you know, as Ryan and I always say, don't don't invest your fucking feelings and emotions in these games now. No, don't do oh. that. Don't don't do that. But that I am really looking forward to for the September season. Hell yeah. Um. So, please, if you have the ability, if you want to be a part of it, become a Patreon. Um, We do have a lot of exciting things upcoming. I mean, let me me look it up. Like, the first preseason game is what? August 13th, bro? What? Oh, man.
2: (laughs) That is (laughs) simple, bro. Man, that's coming right around the corner today's the 21st,
1: I'm on vacation next week, like, it's like, that's crazy, that's crazy, there will be, fo- we will be watching football in some capacity on the 13th of August, which is a Saturday, um, it's 7 p.m. Central time, so for me, it'll, you know, it'll be 5 p.m., so that's when the first Zoom live stream's gonna be, like, that's what it is, um, I'm gonna already start getting it together. I'm gonna put it in the schedule, um, and for people who are already in the Discord, I'm gonna send the links out. So if you want to be a part of it, y'all gotta y'all gotta holler at us. Get a, go on. to our Patreon, become a part of it. We still want the goal that before we get to the regular season, we want twenty, we want two hundred Patreons. We're hoping that we can get there. we're ways away,
2: we're ways away
1: from that. We are. We are, but I do have faith that um, I do have faith that as the season gets closer, we'll also hopefully get closer to that goal. I'm, I hope so. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. We, we're 74 people away.
2: <laughs> we got some things coming, man. We had a Zoom meeting with uh, Minute Media um, last week. They're trying to do some big things and grow the the podcast network they built. They got like a hundred plus podcasts on their network, trying to do some things with advertisement. We're moving to a new platform uh, as far as, like, you know, uh, hosting. Uh, my plan is to start having all our podcasts on YouTube, whether whether it's audio and video, or we, you know, we'll figure that out. Um, but we we just want to grow this thing, man. We know YouTube is a big thing, and video is a big thing. You know, this me and Adam. we just not big video guys, but something we might just have to you know learn to live with you know what i'm saying so we gonna we we trying to make this a long-term thing so don't sleep on us bro like we about to come with it we're not content with it just being this yeah I, absolutely although i do want to say like a little a little small comment about the whole minute media
1: thing bro like my 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 cat our our cat should say my our cat has this as like a like a a branding deal before our podcast got one, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's legit. Uh, little, little fucker an, ambassador getting free shit sent, 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 sent got, got a whole coupon code, bro. What? Yeah, bro. My, my girl created a fucking Instagram forum just for fucking shits and giggles. Man. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, um, August thirteenth, first preseason game. Preseason and training camp's about to pick up, so we're going to be recording more episodes. We're going to try to have more guests come on here before the start of the regular season. So be a part of be a part of our, our community. It, it truly is a, a fun community. I know a lot of people in our Discord is super excited about the season starting again because the season starting, but the community's in place and all the things that are are going to be happening during you know, during the season. So anyway, thank you for listening. I really enjoyed recording that episode. Uh, that was fun. It had some hard hitting questions that we talked about. So thanks for being a listener. We appreciate your support. All I think I would ask for, for people is that if you can't become a Patreon, if you could just do two things, retweet the podcast on Twitter, if, if one's posted on Instagram, like it and and put it to your story if you can, um, and then give it good reviews on on iTunes and Spotify. So at the very least, if you can do that, we would truly appreciate it. We will be back yes. next week. Um, even though I'll be in Hawaii, I do intend for us to record an episode. Um, after a couple of days of training camp being in, because we, we know that y'all want to hear our thoughts on training camp, so we will have something up next week. Even though I won't, I won't be, um, I won't be at home. So thank y'all guys, we appreciate it. With that,
2: we're out. Peace.